0: Check, check, Mike. Check, Mike. check, Mike. check, Mike. Mike, Mike. uh Mike. Hello, 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 hello. Mike. Check. Remember? Do you remember the Mike Check achievement? I don't think so. In 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 Guitar Hero World Tour. No, you gotta play it. You gotta. <laughs> there 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 was an achievement for um if you got a hundred percent on Beat It on vocals on expert that mm. was.
1: That was called the Mike Cheka achievement, I believe. Why is it called the Mike Cheka achievement? I don't know. <laughs> I like it. I, I'm now I'm gonna look it up. Was that was
0: is that accurate? I'm I'm looking up. It's oh fuck! I only have one hand. Guitar Hero Mike Cheka, and let's just I'm just gonna, let's just see what comes up. How to use Guitar Hero? oh then then the Mike Cheka achievement Guitar Hero World Tour. Oh, score score one, 123,450 points or higher on the song "Beat It" as a
1: vocalist. That's what it was. As a vocalist. Oh, that makes more sense then. What did I say? I I don't know. I just maybe I just didn't hear vocalist. Yeah, you had to do it on vocals. Gotcha. Score. That would be a really hard song to score it, well it, on. It,
0: it is really hard. It, I remember it was. Re- I remember it was really hard because specifically because. It's it that that game. The vocals are easier when the notes are longer because if you don't start exactly on the right note, you can sort of adjust. Yeah, you can get there, right? Because you can see it visually and you can adjust your your pitch to get to the right note. But in that song, each note is so short that it's like if you if you don't get it exactly right the first time, yeah, you don't really have a chance to correct. Right, right. So that's tough. Then there was a glitch on the Xbox three hundred and sixty where you would. Do you would glitch something with the system, and you could just put your microphone up to any speaker, and it would read it as a hundred percent on like any song. Right, right. So that's how people I knew would get the Mike Cheka achievement that's on really Guitar cool. Hero World Tour on Xbox 360. This is not
1: not important. None of this matters. Do you know about the uh, achievement in the Stanley Parable, at least the famous one? Don't play it for five years. Yeah, go outside. That's the name of the achievement. <laughs> Stanley Parables a great game. When did that come out? When did it come out? Yeah. I'm, I am wondering how long it took before anyone got that achievement. <laughs> I
0: Let's see. Stanley the Stanley Parable Wikipedia. Let's see. It
1: came out in 2011. Okay. So 2016 someone got that achievement.
0: Right. That's right. hilarious. And then there's supposed to there's supposed to be another another oh. expansion pack called like the Ultra Deluxe. Really? That's been talked about for at least two years where hmm. they're like adding more endings and oh, more narration cool. and stuff yeah
1: but i don't i have no idea the status of that that'll be fun yeah that's a good game check great, that out great game yeah i feel like i've made pretty much everyone in my life play that at some point really I, i've showed it to a lot of people yeah that's really good it's it's just so weird yeah yeah it's fun watching what people decide
0: right because i think when people fir- some people when they first play it they just do exactly what the voice tells them to do yeah and, and it's interesting to see how quickly do people realize you cannot do what the voice tells you to do. Right. Like for me, it was like the third or fourth decision. I was like, wait a second. What happened? Yeah, what's going on here? Which is also the interesting, we're not talking about video games tonight, <laughs> but, but I, I do think I said this before when we talked about video games, which is like the people who, are, who have experience with video games are the people who are like, let me push the limits of this. Let me see what I can do. What are the rules here? Yeah. And the people who I think are less experienced are like they'll do anything to not mess up, but but messing up can sometimes be valuable information. Absolutely, but you don't if you're not familiar with playing video games. Sometimes you don't realize that that is a way to learn about the game. Yeah, especially in that game. Especially, there's no in... right way to play that game. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, exactly. In fact, I think playing it right and doing everything he says might be the ro- only wrong way to play it. Yeah,
1: that's how I played it the first time. <laughs> exactly.
0: All right, so what? Okay, so okay, so this was this is. Big
1: topic tonight. This is unusual too. Oh,
0: we're recording in person.
1: Yeah, first time in.
0: First time since episode two one. Two years yeah. since episode one right. was
1: the first time we did. Yeah. So,
0: I mean, this is this is gonna be. Let's, let's see how this goes. Um, I know.
1: I I don't. I like recording separately. You know. I I do
0: too. But yeah. but why do you like it better?
1: I mean, I think you've. I think you were the one who told me this quote that was like an interviewer said. If the listener can't see us neither should i i shouldn't see i shouldn't see the person i'm interviewing if the listener can't see both of us oh i
0: think i think that might have been terry gross on npr i think yeah i think maybe or i I think i think that was like some it was some i think it was some npr host who who had the attitude of like even if the guest is in the same city as me i will book us in different studio locations right because if the audience can't see the guest i don't want to see the guest either right because there is visual information being communicated, totally.
1: yeah. When you can see, to the audience is not picking up on. Um, yeah, if you're going to record in person, you at least got to do it Joe Rogan style or something where people have access to the video. Right. So we're doing it all wrong. Yeah, exactly. But but special circumstances. But I always, um,
0: I also like us recording separate because recording in per- it makes it easier for me to edit recording separate. Really, because recording in person. What happens is when we're both talking into our respective microphones, it bleeds into the other person's mic. Oh, and that's so tough. it makes it harder to cut around d- different things yeah. or or push different things. Because sometimes there'll be like a long silence or a pause or something, and I'm and in editing I'll be like, okay, we don't we don't need to wait that long to hear someone speak. Yeah, but if there's you know bleed from one mic to the other, it makes it a little more difficult to edit around. Yeah, I so, can see that why that would be tough. Anyway.
1: But anyway, uh, why why are we recording in person? We are recording in person because uh, there was required homework for this topic. And the homework was a documentary that I needed you to watch before we talked about sports. And since we couldn't find it anywhere on streaming yesterday, I just invited you over today. And figured it would be just easier to record in person rather than have you watch it here and then drive back to your place and then immediately get on the phone and record.
0: Right. I didn't see it on streaming anywhere. And I, I thought I thought, oh, I think it's only on ESPN plus. Matt has it. So you said just come over, we'll watch it, we'll record. It's fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then I come over here today and and you and you're like, you'll never guess, it's on Hulu. Right. And I'm like, well I have Hulu. Right. I just but we, whatever. We already committed. Yeah, exactly. We're here. So yeah, we're talking about sports. Uh, that's going to be the main topic. Mm-hmm. But we had to, we had <laughs> you. I think was it me who suggested this topic in the first place a, over a year ago? Probably. I should, this has been on the dock for forever, right? But, but then you were the one who said, "Hold on! If we're going to talk about sports, we have to talk about this documentary." Yeah,
1: yeah. What's the documentary? The uh, it's a thirty for thirty documentary called. The episode is four days in October. It's about the the Red Sox versus the Yankees 2004 uh, American League Championship Series, where the Yankees went up 3-0, and the Red Sox came back to win the Series 4-3, something that had never been done in baseball before, and it's in the most historic rivalry in sports. And then they went on to win the World Series, which they hadn't done in 86 years. So, very iconic sports uh, history moment, and I, I like the documentary a lot. Right. Well, you're
0: a Sox fan, exactly. And and so so, why don't we start there with talking about the documentary? Because we just watched it you mm-hmm. know, an hour ago. Yep. So you love this documentary?
1: Yeah, I I think it's fantastic. And <laughs> per, per, I I just felt like it was necessary viewing for me to be able to talk about sports in this conversation. Just just because I feel like I've heard you. We we've talked about sports before in the past, and I don't know how your opinion has changed on it. But you you tend to have the perspective, at least I think, that like sports are dumb. Why would anyone care about sports? <laughs> and I just needed you to watch that, just to just to see like if you feel something, you know, because it's such a it, to me it's like a powerful sports story. Watching uh people that have gone without any success for their team for, for decades on end and they win in the most dramatic way possible that you couldn't write it any better. And I was like, if you feel nothing watching that, if you don't think it's cool or interesting or you don't feel some sort of connection to it, I'm like, I don't know where this conversation goes from here. There there's to me, there's something powerful about it watching just watching a city rally around a team like this.
0: I'll, I'll agree. there is something there is something powerful about it. Yeah, and I did feel something, okay. that's good. That being said, I didn't love this documentary. That's fine. because I, I feel like it it was mostly just like replays and recaps and like narration, voiceover narration from like the announcers. Yeah, I feel like I wanted more. like there were parts of the documentary that were that were just two guys sitting in a bar talking about it, right and i feel like i wanted more of that i mm. wanted more of the guy of just two people who are like fans talking about sort of telling the story of it right and what it means to them and it seemed like it was i mean it, and in fact i was a little bit confused at the beginning because it it said it said 4 days in october and it's like day 1 and that went by really quickly but part, part of what was confusing is that they were counting the days by like midnight and so yeah. there were multiple times where the game went past midnight, so right. they'd be in the middle of talking about one of the games, mm-hmm. uh, like you know, in the middle of talking about game five or something, and then and then it said suddenly something comes up like day three or whatever, and I'm like, what, what? The game's not over. Oh right, the clock hit midnight. Exactly. And I I was so I got a little bit confused at times. I'm like, wait, why are they going to? But um, and and I don't know. I just I I feel like uh I I kind of felt like if they had done a little bit more of like maybe the kind of the storytelling of how people felt about it maybe it would have been a little bit more impactful but it did have some impact where i was like yeah i I do get like i do get like i do love seeing the people are excited for their team and that is fun like i i do kind of get it i do i do feel something i almost i almost just wish like oh i feel like they could have done more to make you feel even more Hmm. you know what i mean yeah I don't know, but maybe that maybe that's just me. And and also, last thing I'll say, the criticism is I felt a little bit, especially in the beginning, I felt a little bit like it was like assuming you already know the story. Mm. And yeah. I was like, well, I don't know that much about this story. All, all
1: the different players and everything,
0: right? And I don't, I don't even know like exactly the details of like how the teams got to this position. And they and they and they, they sort of offhandedly mention the curse, but don't yeah. really explain it. Right? And it's like, man, if I if I didn't. If I didn't have a father from New England, if I didn't have <laughs> yeah, a father from Boston, exactly. I wouldn't even know what the, what is this curse they're talking about? Right. Though, like, you know, it's, it's it sort of assumes a kind of baseline knowledge of what happened. Yeah, it does. It's, it's almost like, um, not designed for outsiders. It's almost like it's designed for people who yeah. lived it and love it. Yeah. And it's they for just, Red Sox fans. Right. And they just want to relive it again exactly. in an hour. Yeah. Right. Um, but that being said, I don't think it was bad. Yeah. I, just, I just think I just I I almost wish I would love to see I would because the story is so great mm-hmm. of the Red Sox having this supposedly this curse on them where they can't win a World Series for like what was it was 86 years. Yeah. And then and then they finally get to win. It's such a great story mm-hmm. yeah. that I I would love a version of this that I could. Take someone who doesn't really know that much about sports to follow it and have t- and sit down and be like okay watch this and you'll get it right but this kind of wasn't that you like you said it's kind of people who already kind of know about yeah. it yeah exactly. so in
1: that, sense, in that sense i was a little disappointed i'm mm-hmm. sorry to tell you no, i know you fine. love it that's that sort of thing might exist honestly there might i'm sure there's another documentary about this because it's so iconic but yeah i mean i i think there's a conversation to be had when like finally critiquing documentaries, putting your critic hat on and saying, like, "Well, is this a good documentary or is it just good source material? Is the doc do you enjoy it just because the source material is good or is the documentary and the commentary actually interesting?" And I think that's a fine way to talk about them. It's also something I don't think I really care about, honestly. With with this one in particular, honestly, with most documentaries that I watch, oh, interesting. I, I just, I just, if the material is interesting, I tend to enjoy the entire documentary based off of that of course value can be added by interesting analysis and all other sorts of things that make documentaries good but for the most part I'm just interested in source material,
0: right? Well, that's a good point because, right, like, like Tiger King is an example where, like, I have no idea how that is as a documentary, yeah. But the material in that is so insane, exactly. That of course it's a great documentary, Mm -hmm. yeah. (laughs) How could it not? (laughs) Right, right. I, I I wouldn't, I wouldn't even begin to think about how to critique that. Oh well, did (laughs) did this particular interview talking head contribute to the narrative that working Tiger King? (laughs) I I wouldn't even. Yeah, no, forget that. It's just insane people doing insane things that's what you know mm-hmm. i'm not really looking forward to the second one we'll see how that goes I, I don't know if i'm gonna watch that me neither but okay so so okay so um but as far but as far as the story of the the documentary with the red sox coming back to win the world Series, like yeah w- which part of this did you want to go into
1: i i mostly just wanted to have it as background? Yeah, have, have it as a background just to, just to see, it. like, cause if you, if the documentary had no effect on you, I would, I'd be like, okay, there's, there's no middle ground for us to discuss here. You know, I would like think, okay, maybe he's borderline sociopath or something. <laughs> Cause I don't know. I just think it's so impossible to not gotcha. feel something. And just, just the whole idea of, like it's Spike Lee is in the documentary and he mentions like mo- movies are fake this is why sports are so great is because it it's not scripted it's all it's all real and to me it just the events that happen in the way that they happen it's just so dramatic and powerful that it's it's true that you couldn't write it any better and it's not it's not like the Red Sox just went down 3 games to nothing and then they won the next 4 games it's each each game is really dramatic and has a powerful storyline within the individual game that culminates into the epic finale so I, I i just needed that as sort of like a baseline to just just to gauge how you responded to that
0: okay so you you just wanted me to see it uh, to sort of gauge what is my feeling towards sports exactly to see exactly how much are we going to disagree here yeah
1: yeah um because <laughs> it, yeah is the sort of thing where if, if you can find no value in it then i, I just didn't know where we would go from there where where the middle ground would be for conversation but i i i didn't think that was going to happen but okay. i wanted well, yeah, to see
0: we we do have some middle ground here yeah, to yeah. discuss to discuss um the thing the thing i'll mention too speaking of like oh the kind of thing where i i could, you could you could show this to someone who doesn't know anything about this and have them understand the thing i always think of is um wrestling isn't wrestling yeah uh which has been a little tainted now now that we know more about the guy behind it. Oh, um, I don't know about this. Yeah, so uh Max Landis is the guy who put this video together and he he's the son of John Landis who did like uh Animal House, Blues Brothers, American Werewolf in London. He directed the video for Thriller. So oh, John Landis is a big big time director and his son Max Landis um is also a filmmaker who's done a few things. Uh, however, I think he's had some like uh, – uh, uh, let's see. On his Wikipedia page, there's a whole section for controversy including misogyny accusations and sexual assault al- uh, accusations. So he's probably not a good person, this Max Landis. <laughs> yeah, those but, seem like, like. <laughs> but like if you can set that aside, <laughs> yeah. which I could understand if you can't, uh-huh. but in 2015, Max Landis did this short film slash – documentary slash video essay uh called wrestling isn't wrestling and basically he outlines and explains in in a way that is very very fun what he loves about professional wrestling and he and he head-on addresses the criticism of like you know it's fake right Mm -hmm. and and he basically it's like it's like 30 minutes, 25 30 minutes. Yeah, it's he, very good. I've seen and it. And he just walks through like no, this is why we love it. And he's like I'm going to tell you the story of profes- professional wrestling. And he and it's it's kind of it's mostly through the lens of like Triple H, which is he says is his favorite wrestler. And he basically ends it by saying like look, this it's this is the, the reason we like this stuff is because it's it's storytelling. It's this is this is good fellas. This you know, like it this is the, the it's and it's similar to what to what you were saying um i'm sorry what was the guy's name in the in the red Sox documentary we just watched which which guy that that said oh sports oh is better. spike lee spike, spike lee. lee spike lee is saying it's kind of the same thing it's like this is this is storytelling and spike lee's point is that you know this is this is real life this is not a movie and max landis's point is that wrestling is fake but who cares it's all storytelling yeah it's fun it's sort of two sides of the same coin in, in a weird way um but yeah, I, th- I think about that too. And when, I, and when I think about that, I'm like, oh, I do, I do get the appeal of, of, of sports and things. Um, I almost feel like maybe the, the place to start is, I- I'm curious of like your relationship with sports growing up. Did, you, did you play sports? I know you did a little bit. Um, and then, and what was sports like in your house, in your family? Because it seems like it was very
1: big. Yeah. So, as far as playing sports, no one no one cared too much about that from from a family perspective. It wasn't like dad is disappointed in son who isn't good at sports, like that you see in high school football movies, things like that. Uh, but w- but we were encouraged to play sports, and I played soccer for a few years in elementary school. I'm pretty sure all of my siblings played some some sort of sports, but. We never really did it in high school competitively. Well, I guess my my brother did, but yeah, that that it was it was just a sort of a casual thing. If if you like the sport, we'll we'll keep you enrolled in lessons and everything. But if if not, don't worry about it. There was no pressure to play sports. As far as watching sports, uh, that was that was big between my my dad and my brother growing up. From I don't know until I was about nine years old i didn't really care about sports but they were always on and i I remember people would like jump up and down or yell at the tv sometimes when things don't go their way but but for the most part it was pretty casual and i got into it when i was nine years old watching the 2007 world series that the red sox went on to win I just remember watching my dad and brother watching those games and realize that I was sort of missing out on it. And they're celebrating. They're having fun. I'm like, oh, this is sort of interesting. And that's when I got into baseball. And baseball has been my favorite sport ever since then. It's just always held my attention. And I got really into it in middle school. Like I was glued to the TV whenever it was on. I I would just sit at home and watch the game cast when it wasn't on TV even, which is just like the, just the visual online of, okay, strike one just came in. Ball one just came in. Oh, the ball is in play now. What happened? Like I I would just sit at the computer and watch that for hours because I was so into it at the time. And then eventually I got into football. That was later in high school. Uh, My my brother and dad, they were just as big football fans as they were. Uh, baseball fans but for some reason I didn't get into football until a few years later and then I became a big Patriots fan as well and then hockey and basketball I was I was casually into I guess I would watch it if it was on and I still have a team and support them and I'll, I'll watch it occasionally but those aren't my sports that I'm into it's definitely football and baseball and that's that's sort of how I got into it. it's just just having the the family connection that got me into it and it's just sort of a nostalgic thing to always go back to me and me and my dad and brother we always talk about sports and that's one of our strongest connections something really fun to talk about something fun to do together so i always just go back to that did did your your dad or your brother play sports uh yeah my dad played soccer in college um and then my brother played volleyball but yeah it was it was just like high school and amateur levels nothing nothing too serious
0: right okay so so were, were, are they just in general big sports guys yeah well, yeah okay. for sure okay. okay um and then what why are you a red Sox and a patriots fan
1: uh because that was the team that my dad was always rooting for when it was on <laughs> is, is he is he from new England? yeah my dad's from outside of boston okay
0: okay yeah see that's a similarity between us mm-hmm. which is that my dad's from from boston right I don't think he was born there, but he was pretty much raised, pretty much you know lived and raised there yeah. most of his life. Yeah. Um. I forget if you've met my dad. I don't think you have. I don't think so. But he he ha- he has still a Boston accent, right? And it's funny because I've had friends meet my dad before, and they're like, "Oh wow, I didn't realize he was." And and I was like, "What accent? I don't even like I like <laughs> yeah, now, you I'm you being his it. son, I don't even hear it anymore." Yeah, exactly. You know,
1: but um. Yeah, no, my dad doesn't have any sort of accent like that. He was, was too far outside of Boston to have it. But
0: Interesting. You yeah. Know what, and what's funny is one time my dad took my sister and I to Boston mm-hmm. to see, like, this is where I grew up. And also, like, it's just a cool city. It's yeah. famous and historic and everything. Right. And what's interesting is I feel like his Boston accent came back and got thicker. Really? When he was – or at That's the very funny. least, I noticed it more. But it yeah. seemed like it got thicker while they we were there. Just we were being there. around everybody. I guess, yeah, being around everybody while we were there just um made That's it awesome. come back more noticeable. Yeah. You know, but um yeah, so my yeah, my dad also from, from Boston and my dad is just a huge sports fan. I had a, I had a similar thing with you where it's like my parents never pushed me into it, but they but I think I said this before, where it's like, Well, his father's a jock, so Tyler probably will be one too. Yeah. And they and so I had signed up for a couple of sports as a kid and I was just never into it. But also same thing. There was no, like, disappointed father who, you know, my son doesn't, like, did, yeah, also yeah. didn't have that, so very lucky there. But, um, yeah, it was never something that just, it naturally just wasn't interesting to me. Like, like there are some things that are really just a matter of interest, Yeah. and sports was just not one of them for me. Mm-hmm. So, I just never, never played or got into it, but my dad was always such a sports fanatic. I mean, my dad has played every sport under the sun at hmm. some point i didn't realize he played yeah, oh yeah i mean, you, you, my dad i think has i want to say my dad has had 20 different surgeries in his life holy shit mostly sports injuries <laughs> wow he's had i mean he's broken both of his ankles multiple times both of his knees multiple times both of both of his shoulders multiple times that's terrible mostly playing sports i'll never i'll never forget being like 10 years old and my dad took me to like an indoor skate park and I was like, well, maybe you should try sk- skateboarding. You like those Tony Hawk games. Let's try it. You know? And I was, like, a kid on a skateboard, scared right. to go down, like, the smallest ramp. Yeah, yeah. And my dad was, like, I don't know, 40 at the time. And he's like, I'm going to go down a half pipe. <laughs> we were there. I swear to God, 20 minutes. And he falls down the half pipe. And he's like, we have to go to the hospital. I broke. I just broke my shoulder. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> so, like, That's- my...
1: Oh my my God. dad
0: was just the kind of guy, He's he just, he loved, loves, loves sports and loves all of them. Yeah. And my dad has told stories about how, like, he'd be sitting there watching a game on TV and, like, you know, whether it was my mom back when they were married or, you know, he would be like, wait, who are you rooting for in the game? You're, che- mm-hmm. you're cheering for both sides whenever anyone gets a <laughs> touchdown or whatever. I don't understand who you're rooting yeah. for. Yeah. And he was like, oh, no, I just want to see a good game. I'm just I'm just happy. I'm just happy to see good like athleticism.
1: Right. Got to support the team. Got to support the team. But but
0: that was also like like as I got older and I started to like ask my dad about his interest in sports, that is when I sort of took on a new appreciation for it because I never followed it, never played it in any way that mattered to me. Yeah, really. But as I started as I started to ask him about about it, I realized like, oh, there's an interesting element here where people who have played sports understand how difficult it is mm-hmm. and that's why that's part of why they enjoy watching it yeah and there's there's sort of i i feel i feel like i sometimes i feel like i sometimes end up in the middle of like two arguments where like the people who are like all sports is stupid no one should watch it it's totally pointless complete waste of time for everybody i start to argue i'm like well no because it it's interesting. Some people find it interesting. Yeah, you know, I don't really find it super interesting. Or, or in some ways, I do. We can get to that. But like, yeah. I sit there and I'm like, "Look, people are allowed to have different interests. This is just what interests people. Let let it go. And and it can be fun to rally around a team or whatever. Yeah. And then sometimes like, and then and then there's the there's the on the other side there's like this the super fans of whatever team it is, and they're like, "I only watch my team." My, I, I only watch the Patriots. Or I only watch the Red Sox. Or I only watch, you know, whatever. I, I'm, I'm, this is my team. This is what I watch. Yeah. And I always look at those people and I go, well, then you're not a real sports fan. <laughs> I mean, I hate to, I hate to be the – I mean, yeah. I'm not even a sports fan. And I'm, here I am gatekeeping what it means to be a sports fan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm gatekeeping sports fandom. But I look at that and I'm like, well, if, if you're only watching for a team, do you really like sports? Mm-hmm. Or do you just have some emotional attachment? I, t- to me, there's a distinction there. I don't. Do you do you see it that way? Do you agree
1: with me? Uh, yeah. So- sometimes it. I mean, I'm not going to avoid games that my team isn't playing in. And sometimes I'll just watch whatever Sunday night football game is on, regardless of who's playing because it's entertaining. But there is a part of me that like. I think it's sort of, sort of stupid to say, but, like, I, I sort of call myself like. I'm more of a Boston fan than a sports fan. Like i I care more about watching my team in particular than just what's going on in general. Like, as soon as my team is eliminated from the playoffs, i I might watch the rest of the playoffs just to see what happens. But I'm not like, oh well, I got got to see how this season ends. Got to see who wins the Super Bowl. Like, there there have been times when the Super Bowl was on and my team wasn't in, and I was like, all right, I guess I'm just gonna watch a movie tonight. Like, I mean, it, it, sometimes I'll watch the Super Bowl because I I am interested in sports in general and the storylines and everything. But if my team's not playing, I'm not upset if I am not in the loop and following it all. Yeah. See that
0: in, in a weird way, almost makes less sense to me. <laughs> because, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I, I get, I guess if it's teams you don't care about, but like if there were, if you weren't a Red Sox fan mm-hmm. and, and you weren't a Yankees fan and you were totally indifferent to those two teams and it's 2004, right? Wouldn't you want? I don't know. I feel like just as a sports fan, wouldn't you look at that and go, "Boy, these Red Sox haven't won a game in 86 years." I don't. I don't care about the Red Sox. I don't care about the Yankees. I'm not interested in this rivalry. Yeah, but I kind of want to see where this goes. Like yeah. as a sports fan, wouldn't you want to kind of
1: see where where that storyline goes? No, and it's it's more of a it's more of a case by case basis for me. Right. Um, it's it's just more so like if it's a storyline and it's something that seems interesting. I, I'm not going to avoid it, and maybe I will put it on, but I'm not kicking myself for missing that if if I'm not invested in the teams. But, like, for for example, basically the exact same thing. The Cubs hadn't won the World Series in 108 years. I, w- I watched all those games when they were in the World Series and won it in 2016. Right, cause cause that's that was, kind of a similar thing. Yeah, yeah, it's really similar. I I mean, I was seven years old when that happened to the Red Sox, but, like, I— I sort of related to the feeling a little bit of what they were going through, and it was a really cool storyline to follow. So, yeah, it's it's not that I'm, oh, my team's not playing. I have zero interest in it. It's just like, well, what are the stakes? Why should I watch this? Is this an interesting game? Or are there fun players to watch in this one? Uh, that's sort of how I decide when it's not my team.
0: Let me ask you this. Will you still care? Like, like it, once your team's eliminated, w- will you still, like, follow the like who's winning who's winning what like what teams are going up against who who's winning this matchup like will you still follow it or do you completely check out
1: no i don't think i completely check out and this is something that has changed maybe uh working from home um because i i have plenty of opportunities to just put espn on in the background while i do work so i i I'm interested in that just because I sort of like to hear uh, the broad strokes of what's happening in the sport going on. And also, it's just the sort of thing like it, there are like other players on other teams that I like and other players that I really don't like. So, for example, I don't really like Patrick Mahomes, the football player, like no, nothing wrong with him as a person. I just like it's it's a little bit fun to to hate him as a player for me. Just because he get, he gets compared to Tom Brady sometimes, and I think it's ridiculous. So he he's not doing well right now, and everyone in sports media is trashing him and like talking about how bad he's playing. And that's that's like fun for me to listen to in 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 a really weird way. Like, not nothing against the person. I just I just think it's it's funny to listen to everyone just just talk about how bad he's being. It's fun.
0: Yeah, okay. So so this is this is sort of getting into why i've never really considered myself like a fan of a team because i think i think in some ways i am interested in sports Mm -hmm. which may be surprising to anyone who knows me to hear me say that (laughs) yeah i think in some ways i am what i'm not interested in is like this team allegiance Mm -hmm. because it just never i guess because i didn't start following sports until i was already sort of annoyed by it. But, but like, I mean, not that I follow it, yeah. even still. But like, I didn't really start thinking about it or, or, or seeing any value in it until after I've been annoyed by sports fans being annoying. Cause that's the, that's the other thing is like, there's sports and there's sports culture. And I find a lot of sports culture to be kind of unbearable. Mm-hmm. Is that fair? Sure. Sure. Go on. <laughs> um, but like, I, I, I feel like there are things about sports that are interesting but I never like felt like oh that yeah, this is my team I mean I I like the Red Sox and I like the Patriots insofar as Hey, these are my dad's teams. Yeah. It makes my dad happy when they win. So I like to see them win. Yeah, exactly. You know, you're a friend of mine, Matt. It makes you happy when they win. I'd like to see them win because, you know, people in my life that I care about like this and it Mm -hmm. makes them happy and, hey, good for them. Yeah. But I don't really have an emotional investment in it personally. Yeah. That being said, I do sometimes find it interesting of like well what are the rules of this mm-hmm. how does this work what are the mechanics what are the stakes for this like what's going like like sometimes i'll end up in a conversation where it's like well this player something happened to him he's got an injury so now he has to substitute this person which means that these stakes are di- or like mm-hmm. or like it's like we were watching the documentary and they were talking about what's his name who had the bad ankle kurt Schilling. kurt Schilling had the bad ankle in the red Sox in 04 and they're talking about uh the, like what is the strategy when you when you have a pitcher if you're if you're the batting team and the pitcher has a bad ankle, yeah, how do you change your strategy to adapt yeah. to that? Why don't you just bunt every time? Why don't you just bunt every time make him work, make him run, wear him out, mm-hmm. get him off, get him off the pitcher's mound right like th- that and like the strategic elements mm-hmm. of sports and and trying to come up with plays and winning in different scenarios that I find interesting because that is very like, methodical yeah you know it's the the part i i I don't think i can ever really get behind is like the 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 real love of a of a team and i think it's kind of just because it's like well the players change the people aren't even from the city Mm -hmm. like you know what i mean like yeah (laughs) it's it's the seinfeld bit at a certain point you're rooting for clothing yeah exactly you know um
1: Am I being too harsh? Am I? But do you do you see where I'm coming from? No, no, I don't. I don't think that's harsh, really. Um, I I just think it's it's. I've always seen it as more than rooting for clothes. I mean, I there's players that you like and you don't like just based off the way they play. People that are players that are super enthusiastic and engaging. They 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 are are fun to watch. So it's specific athletes are like that, and it's disappointing when they when they move on to another team. But it's not like it's not like as soon as they move on to another team, I suddenly hate hate the person and wish them no success at all. So, yeah, I, I know I know what you mean about that. There was another point I think I wanted to make. What what else were you saying? I was t- I, I briefly mentioned sports culture and how I find it annoying. <laughs> is that it? A- <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So, yeah, I've I'm not really the sort of sports fan who is so dramatic in terms of like I I'm going to be like furious and depressed if my team doesn't do well and I wish no success upon other teams and fan bases like it's something that I've I've experienced how much fun it is to win a championship and as a Boston fan we've pretty much won more than anyone else in the 21st century so I've I've experienced it a lot and it's the sort of thing that I hope everyone everyone who's a sports fan of a team gets to experience at some point in their life like and this might be controversial saying as a red sox fan but like would i hate if the yankees won another world series do i want them to win zero world series for the rest of my life not really like i i i'd be happy to see their fan base uh celebrate a world series maybe one time as a red sox fan (laughs) like i don't want to see it a lot but like i'm i'm not upset to see other people succeeding in sports if it's not my team i'm not gonna Get upset or be angry about that those sorts of things, which I I think other people in sports and getting into sports culture, other people might not feel that way, and that's the that's the annoying part, right?
0: And I think I think I've seen at least I've been at least somewhat mildly exposed to like the radical sports culture yeah. that that bothers me, and like and my dad I've said is the kind of person who's like ah, I'm just rooting for a good game and. You know, so he's not been that bad. Yeah. Although I do remember one time where like I think I was like a teenager and I went over to his house and I put the TV on. He's like, Wow, this is the first time I'm watching TV in two weeks since the Patriots lost the Super Bowl. <laughs> and I was like, Jeez. Good so lord. Like you're that depressed about it? He's like, Oh, it's just so upsetting. Right. right. You know? Or like or like my dad has a superstition that if he he has to watch the Patriots in the Super Bowl. At home alone on his couch. Good for him. And if he doesn't, they'll lose. Yeah. yeah. Because and there was one time, the last time the Patriots won a Super Bowl, my dad was like, "You know what? This is a superstition. This is stupid. I shouldn't be believing in this. This is dumb. Mm-hmm. I want to go to the bar with my friends and see the game there." Yeah. So he's like, he goes, "But if they're losing at halftime, I'm going home." <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he goes to the bar. Halftime comes. Pats are down. Was this the Falcons game? It might have been. That, that would be really fun. The Pats are down, and all of his friends look at him at halftime, and they go, bye-bye. Yeah. Bye, Ty. You're, right. you're leaving. Uh-huh. You know. That's and, fantastic. And he, and he went home, and he watched the rest of the game alone by himself in his apartment, and they came back and won. <laughs> That's so funny. You know? And Good it's, for like, him. And that is... And, like, look, that stuff is maybe a little too much, but I don't think it's hurting anybody. Although, I have seen some really crazy stuff. I remember... There was this, there was this, uh, like, friend of a friend, like, family friend type of thing a while back, and they they were really big into college football, mm-hmm. which I'm not even sure I understand that because it's not like they're the best. The NFL's the best. Right, right. Right? I don't know. But they were really into college football, and they were big uh, Florida Gators fans. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget there was one time, I believe they were playing the Georgia Bulldogs. Does that sound right? Yeah. And there was some call that was made. And the ref and and it was a controversial call by the referee, and the ref made the call and basically the gators did not get the point or the touchdown or whatever it was, yeah. and then they lost the game, mm-hmm. I think is what you know, yeah it was something it was something like that they went on to lose the whatever right. And the whole family, the rest of the night, is talking about like, well, you know, it turns out that ref had a brother who went to Georgia, and you know, so he's obviously biased, and this is bullshit, and we got robbed. Yeah. And I'm like, y- can it have just been a call that d- doesn't go your way? Right. That's right. that's not allowed. That's not acceptable. Yeah. It can't be that simple. You know? Right. No, it can't be that simple. There's got to be a conspiracy. He's got a friend. He's invested. Like it. And it's and that that's the kind of stuff where I'm like, dude, you're too far in deep this you've gone too far down the rabbit hole now yeah you know and and then and then like the the you know sometimes like some team wins a wins a big game and they destroy their own city yeah i was was just gonna mention that or they lose and they just like either way it's silly it's even more silly if they win but then it's happened in la vancouver (laughs) philly
1: tons of different cities
0: right and that's and that's where i'm that's that's where the like radical fandom of sports, I, don't, I it, it is really kind of off putting to me yeah. because I because ultimately the only reason you're a fan of a particular team is because you're born there, right, or because your parents are from there and they get you into it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's it. Yeah, it's effectively random. Yeah, right. right. You, I mean, I mean, like if you think about it, you're develop you've developed an emotional attachment to a random group. Yeah, and you know, and it's like if you had just if it's your sports team is. Is basically a matter of just random geography yeah, that you've been assigned, yeah. right? Proximity, or you know, or or you just happen to be born to certain people who are from a random place on the planet, mm-hmm. you know. And I could, I've never been able to overcome that because I, you know, because I, I don't know, I just, it never, I, 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 don't know, I, I, I sometimes think that that's a good thing and a bad thing because mm-hmm. it's, it's like. It's a bad thing because it's making people do absolutely <laughs> outrageous things. I mean, just yeah. completely outrageous behavior over something that is completely stupid and has no basis in any kind of like, anything real. Yeah. Yeah. On the other hand, there is that saying that sports its function in society is it sports is a socially acceptable outlet for xenophobia. Yeah. Yeah. Where this is just a thing that people have, humans are a little bit xenophobic. We, we we kind of thrive on this is my team. That's your team. That team is different. I don't like things that are different from me. Mm-hmm. And so we have to fight about it. Yeah. We can't actually kill each other anymore. <laughs> right. Because we're trying to – We're you know, we're living in a society, right? We're trying to live in a civilized world. Uh-huh. So we can't just kill each other because we look different or act different. But in sports, it kind of becomes – so in a way, it's almost like it's a good thing. It's like, well – and and in some cases – I think the people who are sort of, you know, who have actually spent some time thinking about, or maybe the people who I regard as true sports fans, which uh-huh. is kind of a silly thing for me to say anyway, Yeah. yeah. but I think, I think on some level, every sports fan must, on some level, I hope, yeah. know that this is all silly, uh-huh. and it's not based on anything real, and yeah. it's just a, a consequence of where you happen to be born, and because of that, in some ways, sometimes People are more civil. Mm -hmm. Like, like I I, like. It's very rare, I think, um, that where a person would literally not be friends with someone because they support a different team. Yeah, you know. I mean, my dad has told stories about getting in groups of of Yankees fans Mm -hmm. and having a great conversation about baseball, even though he's the one Red Sox guy. Everyone else is Yankees fans. Yeah, you know. And it's like because they're all they're all just generally sports fans, and they can just talk about it. And they and I'm assuming that they all know deep down it's all kind of silly anyway yeah yeah and 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 so it might be one of those things that's like maybe this is just a net good for the world it gives people a way to kind of channel their tribalism yeah but ultimately most of them at least know it's kind of silly and so no one's really going to kill each other over this mm-hmm. you know whereas there are you know you look at human history and people have killed each other over you know color of someone's skin or what like you know like real things that you know people can't change about themselves and people get killed for and that you know this has gone to a very dark place this conversation (laughs) but like but but do you see see, do you see what i'm getting at do you you see my criticisms of sports culture and do you see why i feel like i've never been able to rally behind
1: a team do you you see what i'm saying yeah yeah i i think so and and just to address the people doing crazy things one of, one of my favorite stories of this is this was when Philadelphia uh won the Super Bowl maybe like 3 or 4 years ago now and there's this one guy Bill, this is a Bill Burr story and this is like how he worded it basically this this one guy there's a video of him doing this i guess where he said like it if the Eagles he's a he's an Eagles fan He said, "If the Eagles win the Super Bowl, I'm gonna eat horse shit."
0: (laughs) I remember this. I remember this.
1: And it's not like it's not like a bet between friends. Like, oh, if your team loses, you have to do something embarrassing and funny. Like, you have to eat horse shit if your team loses. He he said, "If my team wins, I will eat horse shit. Eat horse (laughs) shit." And Bill Burr is like, "That guy wanted to do that." that. That guy really wanted to eat horse shit for some for some reason." So yeah, there there is something about sports that leads to people making crazy decisions like that. People rioting and flipping cars over in the streets in Los Angeles when their team wins or loses. Yeah, there's some stuff that's really, really unacceptable. And I mean, this rarely happens, but I mean, there are instances, I think, of like people mugging other fans, you know, and people throwing shit at other fans in stadiums when if they're the fan of the away team and things that are just, yeah, horrible for sports culture. But those are the definite minority of fans. I think everyone does know that it's really silly. And the way I've sort of looked at it is like the socially acceptable outlet for, for tribalism. Basically. I, I don't know if this is true or something that I just say about myself where it's like, (laughs) I, i am am a, I'm a, I let my, like, all my tribal thoughts, um, and emotions, I take that out in sports because it's, I don't really get upset about sports, but like sometimes it's fun to argue and get a little upset about it. If, if you're at a bar or something like that, like I'm not really upset at the end of the day, but it's fun to scream and yell about it every now and then. So it's like, if I, if I do that in that setting on that topic, can, can I then handle other tribal things like more appropriately and civilly like can i approach politics from a more level-headed perspective because i you've gotten it out yeah because i get it out through sports like and it's like is that actually how i operate maybe but it's something i at least like to think has has (laughs) made me be a little bit more level-headed about other things
0: right right no i like that and that's again going back to like well even if you don't like sports it might be a, a net good thing for for the world um but you know the the thing we've been sort of talking talking about a lot is um, team team sports in particular. Although let me just say one more thing. You know while we've been we've been talking a lot about sports media, yeah. And the one thing I did want to mention here is is Ted Lasso, mm. which you've seen, mm-hmm. I've seen, big fans. Yep. Um. But I remember re- at one point uh, when I was rewatching season one before season two came out. And season one ends with the big match, uh, with you know the team the team we're following in the show, AFC, AFC Richmond. They're going. I forget what team they're going up against.
1: Uh, I think it's Manchester City.
0: I think it's Man City. And um, I remember watching it and being like, I'm invested. Like I want them to win. Right. Like I, I'm I'm amped up. I yeah. want to see you know, and and it's like, oh, this is weird. I'm rooting for a fictional you know football club right yeah (laughs) Yeah, soccer team
1: it's less silly than actual sports
0: (laughs) right right and in a way yeah and and i was thinking about like well why is that why why can i get excited about this and i think it kind of comes down to is like i mean one it's a scripted tv show they can sort of script it to be as dramatically interesting as possible yeah um but two i i think there is something to this idea that like at least for me, I, I find, like, individual sports sometimes more interesting than team sports, I- I- at least in terms of, like, who am I going to root for? Because, mm-hmm. I, again, I feel like with the team sports thing, it's like, well, the team you pick to root for is kind of arbitrary yeah. in a way. Yeah. But with an individual sport like golf, some people will say that's boring. But at least with golf, there's no teams. Yeah. Like, you, just, you can just follow a guy. Like, you could just follow – Tiger Woods or Phil Mickelson mm-hmm. or, and just follow, like, one player throughout their career right. and watch th- and watch them compete in different tournaments and things. And that, to me, makes more sense than a t- being a fan of a team because the team is arbitrary, whereas at least you can look at certain players and go, well, this guy's on to something or this person I find really interesting or this person could be an up-and-comer. I want to see where this person goes. I-, I, f- I find it more it makes more sense to me if you look at it as like, well, these are the people I'm rooting for mm-hmm. as opposed to I'm rooting for this team and the players change all the time and the manager changes all the time. Right. You, see,
1: does that, you see what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. It's it's. I mean, the question I would ask is like, how do you decide who to root for? And I guess I guess it just depends on who interests you, you know, like w- watching a random tennis match or something. Like, oh, I really like the way this person serves the ball. Like, that's really cool. It's a little bit different. I don't know. Maybe that's how you decide. But I also do know fans of team sports that sort of approach their sports fandom that way like i I have a friend who wasn't really raised watching sports his family doesn't really have these are our teams that we root for he just somehow got interested in football and the way he roots for teams is he just he sort of just watches the games when they're on because he's a sports fan he'll just put on whatever's on and whichever player in the game that he finds interesting or is doing something really unique and special. He's like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to follow this team, but it's because I like this one wide receiver on this team and he'll, he'll follow that team. And then if the wide receiver goes to another team, he doesn't, he doesn't care about the old team anymore. He's like, oh, I'm just going to follow him and watch him on the new team. Cause that's where he, he's the reason I'm watching this team. That So I want to see him do well and watch and watch that. So it's something that can be applied to team sports, but it, I think it, you see it a lot less often where someone just watches all all the games for an entire sport but only roots for individuals and players that they like on certain teams rather than well this is my team and I watch them and I root for them.
0: Yeah, and and again in a way that almost makes more sense to me of like well look this is my guy. I'll go wherever he goes. Yeah. I'm following whatever team this guy goes to right. because yeah. I think he's interesting. He's got a different take on how he throws the ball or he's got a different strategy or whatever mm-hmm. whatever it is, you know. Um yeah, no, in some ways that makes more sense. Which which I think is why like I found myself like rooting for a fictional team at the end of Ted Lasso. <laughs> it's because it's like, well, the show has introduced me to all these characters. Yeah, like exactly. now, now I know who the people are and I like them. Of course yeah. I want to see them win. Right. Right. Um and that can happen too w- even if even if you have what, you know, what I would say arbitrarily picked a sports team to root for. Mm-hmm. Because if you start following the team, then you get to know the players. Then you see them in interviews. You get to know all their names. Yeah. And now you're like, oh, I I am familiar with these guys. Now I want them to win even more because now I know them. Yeah. You know, you feel like you know them. You know, and so and then it sort of becomes like this feedback loop, like this you know this cycle. You know, there's sort of a circle going on here where you you know you, you start getting interested in a team. Then you get to know the players. Then you want them to win, which makes you like the team more. Yeah. And then you know, and it's not like, I mean, maybe this happens. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it's not like everyone on the team gets fired all at once and they bring in a whole new team no no it never happens Mm -mm. they sort of just slowly cycle through players and before you know it you're following a whole new team in a way but you've kind of gotten to know them slowly over time oh this guy's an up-and-comer and and look at now he's on my my team or our team or hey this guy came from
1: another team now he's working for us people retire people get drafted all sorts of things right
0: and 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 that is also like that also feeds into that, like, well, no, these these are my team because I like all these people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it's it's in, it's interesting. But um, do, do you follow any individual uh, sports at all, like like a tennis or a golf or anything like that? Or
1: Not really, I don't think. I'm, I've never been into NASCAR or F1 or anything like that. Uh, I mean, I, I guess the... The Olympics, I'm not, I don't really keep up with the Olympics, but that, that's, that's an interesting example where it's, it's sort of a little bit of both again, where some, I remember watching Michael Phelps in 2008, get all, win all eight gold medals, like n- it's never been done before. And that was really cool. Cause he like rooting for this one individual, but it's also, well, he's representing our country and that's that's where it goes back to the tribal thing again (laughs) that's that's the only reason i'm rooting for him is because i I, want to see him do well but the reason is because he's representing my team
0: yeah he's got the american flag on his shirt so therefore he's my guy
1: yeah he's representing a team by participating in his individual sport
0: well at least in the olympics i think you kind of have to be from that country to participate for that country yeah. there's a few at least somewhat quirks, maybe yeah, yeah there's like for the most part yeah yeah I, I remember i was watching the skateboarding olympics. It's the, only, it's the only olympics i watched this year was the skateboarding yeah there you go because it was one i t- sort of find it again again an individual sport right, right? that's kind of what i find interesting yeah. and, and, and also i was kind of interested in the fact that um first time it was in the olympics mm-hmm. it was in, wasn't wasn't the the 2020 olympics that happened in 2021 yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah yeah um it was the first time skateboarding was – I'm like, oh, well, this is interesting. And there was – I remember looking up a couple of play, of players – a bunch of – a couple of skaters. And I was like, oh, they're – this per- – I, I forget what the – there was one girl who was like – she was participating under like – under her country of Sweden because she had like dual citizenship or something. Hmm, yeah. And she was like, well, I want to give more Americans a chance. So I'll go under my other oh, that's country. Cool. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's kind of cool. So I know it's not like perfectly – you know, but, but for the most part – like, Again, I'm I'm contrasting the Olympics with, you know, like American sports where the players can kind of be from anywhere, yeah. and yet they're representing your city, which right? Which is, which again, is kind of funny to think about, but um, but yeah, I, I yeah, I, I, so in in that sense, I find I find individuals more interesting than a team, mm-hmm. um, but again, going back to what I said, is like there are aspects of that that are interesting too of like the strategy of how does the team work together that yeah. can be really interesting yeah um or even the other thing that i find really interesting is how have people been getting better at sports like just in general like i like i feel like the 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 athletes we have today are like so much better than they were 50 years ago
1: oh yeah for in,
0: sure. a, in everything right and that's interesting too. Like, like I remember having a long conversation with my dad where he was explaining to me why Tiger Woods was like the best and how he came along and he changed the way people played golf. I don't really remember the conversation. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. But you know, he was kind of a defining turning point, maybe, for the sport. Now, now everyone plays like Tiger or whatever it was, or mm-hmm. you know, people got better once he came along. You know, or like, <laughs> I, remember few, I remember a few years ago, I went down the rabbit hole of, of baseball pitchers and how they pitch and how they practice and what speeds they throw at and the, and yeah. how they throw different balls. And like the, I think at one point I was looking up like the physics of how a curveball actually works. Mm-hmm. And like, that is all stuff I find fascinating. Like the, yeah. the actual like athleticism and the skills required to do these ridiculous things with the human body. Right. right. Like I do find this int- I actually do find this interesting. I yeah. don't, I didn't realize I found it. This- I didn't know I found this interesting. Yeah. There's no way I could have known that, but, but, i realize, realized like oh that is that's that element of sports is different from you know the the being a fan of a team part of sports, which yeah. is different from being like part of a toxic culture of hyper masculinity sports you, you know culture like you know what i mean like there's these are all kind of different things, and I feel like I have a different relationship with each of them, mm-hmm. you know the going into the stats on certain players or what this means and how they change this and how they play a different way. Like, that's interesting to me. You know what I mean? Like that, mm-hmm. that is an interesting part where I, I don't need to be a fan of a particular team in order to appreciate, Oh, well the way this player did it, they changed the game forever. Like, yeah, I don't need to be a fan of a team to appreciate that. And that's, that's something I think I've learned in, in, in recent years, which is that part of sports can really interest me. Even right. if I'm not a fan of, even even if i
1: don't have any interest in the particular team yeah no that is cool i mean it's it's fun watching humans excel at the like the highest possible points of athleticism and competition and everything it, the one that comes to mind for me is the i i think it's called the high jump maybe that olympic sport um like do you know the story about how that was changed no no the, idea the or you know what the sport at least – the competition looks like at least where people run and they're holding a giant stick and then they oh. have to, they have to get over a bar or something like that. Yes, yes. O- originally I- – I don't know how people did it but they, they did it some backwards way where they would like go head first over the bar and then some guy – invented the way everyone does it now where he did it and went over backwards and he like broke every world record won every gold medal that year and like completely changed the way everyone does it his way now so so those those sorts of things are interesting and yeah i i I know what you mean just watching different athletes doing different things and just different chess matches within sports, like watching, watching really good pitchers face, really good hitters in baseball. It's like each, each pitch is a different move and the hitter is learning something each time. Like, okay, he threw a, he threw two fastballs on the outside of the plate. Is he going to do that again because I swung and missed? Or is he going to try and fool me and come inside this time? Like those sorts of things I find interesting. Uh, coaching as well. Coaching decisions. I've, I guess I've been lucky being a Patriots fan getting to watch Bill Belichick who's like widely considered the greatest football coach of all time and just watching the way that he is able to fool players and 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 defenses and offenses and and get wins consistently for 20 years is pretty incredible and I I think the best one of the best examples of that at least recently is uh, it was such a big deal a few months ago or I guess it was only last month when the the patriots played the buccaneers because this was the first time uh tom brady was facing his old team it is, is this a revenge game for tom brady do him and bill belichick have this weird beef and everything and everyone was like oh my god brady's gonna brady's gonna destroy them he's he's mad he wants to show that he's the best he's better than belichick and everything he's gonna throw for like three or four touchdowns and and belichick is so good and knows brady so well that it was like the worst brady has looked all year he threw no touchdowns against the defense and it's really it's just interesting seeing how seeing the chess moves between those two people tom brady's so motivated to beat this team and he can't even throw a touchdown against them something he does multiple times on any given sunday most of the time but but belichick is so smart and knows how to coach against him that he wasn't able to do it that's really cool. Yeah, because there, there's a huge debate in sports about, oh, was it more Brady or was it more Belichick that led to the Patriots' success? Obviously, the answer is both, and I think the argument is a little bit dumb. But it's it was really cool to see that, like, even the Patri- the, the Patriots still lost that game, but Belichick sort of got the better of Brady in that one.
0: Wow, that see that is really interesting. Yeah. See, this is another example of like. I'm I'm kind of interested in the guy. I'm interested in Tom Brady because yeah. he was with the Patriots for so long, mm-hmm. then goes to another team. Again, like again, I'm not really emotionally invested in the Patriots, right? But I understand the legacy of this team with Brady and Belichick, yeah. and it's interesting to see what's happened since he decided to go to the Buck. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that is really interesting to me. Yeah, that 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 people thought brady's gonna kick their ass because he's pissed off right and it and it turns out belichick of course knows him so well mm-hmm. that he can he can fight against him yeah that and you're right that is like a game of chess that is like a game of chess yeah that is fascinating yeah
1: yeah so all all, all sorts of things like that and just keep keeping records you know like any r- records are meant to be broken in sports like keeping track of like batting average titles and like all-time passing leader in football i i, I think that's part of sports is really fun as well. Like that you're not really rooting for, I mean, they're team records of course, but like rooting for individuals to, to break certain records. is also a lot of fun and seems like something you'd be more interested in.
0: Right. And, and, and I, and I am, and yeah, it's, it's, I, I have an appreciation for the technical aspect of it. The, 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 um, the planning, the strategic parts of it, the, the strategizing, you know, I remember one time, um, I was watching the Patriots win one of the Super Bowls. Amazing that we can even say that, um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> which is kind of fun. But, um, but I was watching it with my dad, and I was sort of half paying attention or didn't understand what the big deal was. And having someone with very, very uh, intense sports knowledge being able to explain the play they're doing and how difficult it is and yeah. the fact that they, they just pulled this off to win the game. Like, and it, it was like, oh, okay, I do have an appreciation. I can't appreciate this. So, I don't know. I mean, yeah, my, my relationship with sports has been for so long, like, either indifference or annoyance. <laughs> and it's only been, I feel like, in the last handful of years where I've started to see that there's more to it than just people being... Crazy fans of, yeah, of their team. Right. Um, was it a
1: particular sports event in particular that moved the needle at all? I don't think so.
0: I think it. I think it was several things over a period of time mm. of like just you know being around conversations where people talk about it. Yeah. Or every you know once in a while there were, there would be some sports story of some team that kind of broke through my bubble yeah, right. I don't follow any of these people uh-huh. I don't keep up with this yeah. but if it breaks through my bubble it must be pretty big and then I could always go to you know th- th- a lot of people in my family are into sports especially my dad and so I usually go to one of them and be like okay but explain to me why this is a big deal what's going on yeah. here and I think it's just been numerous conversations like that over the course of a few years where I've realized like oh okay, there are parts of this I do I do like yeah Um. No, that's cool I, I, I just still can't get behind any one particular team to invest it. I don't, I, I just, I have, I have a hard time doing it. Right. It just, I just, I just see it as, 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 well, why would I root for that team instead of the other one? Right.
1: But yeah, again. Maybe just that, stick to golf. <laughs> yeah, Right.
0: Yeah. Right. <laughs> but, but again, like that being said, um, you know, it, It does feel it is really fun because I think I've also been around like Super Bowl parties Mm -hmm. when someone's team wins the Super Bowl and that is a really fun feeling yeah for sure it is really fun to feel like oh we're part of a club here (laughs) right me and all these people are all rooting for the same thing and that and they just won and isn't this a great feeling Mm -hmm. like that there is something there that that is something yeah and I don't want to completely discount that because i have kind of felt that in a weird way you know and and that i think that feeling is probably very strong yeah and it's probably what keeps
1: people coming back yeah no i i I think you're right i mean that that's why clips always go viral of Whenever a team dramatically loses or wins, there's <laughs> viral videos of people throwing remotes into their TV, just things like that. because It just causes some sort of reaction in people. And I, I think the best example of that is when the Cubs won the World Series. It was it, it, seriously 108 years since they had won, won one. So pretty much no living person had seen a Cubs World Series and certainly couldn't remember one. And I remember watching a video when they won of – an eighty-six-year-old man, or, uh, he's like in his mid-eighties, maybe his nineties or something, like sitting on the couch and celebrating, watching the Cubs win the World Series, and it's like, come on, how could that, how could that not make you feel some sort of joy? This is man who's lived his entire life rooting for this team, and has right. never won. Finally, at the end of his life, right gets gets the job done,
0: right. Whereas the kind of clips that I'll send to you and our friends and our group chats is, is like, I sent I sent a baseball one a few weeks ago. That was some amazing pitch or some, or something. Do you remember, do you remember what it was now? I don't remember. I don't think so. No, it was, it was, it was a month or two ago. There was, there was some amazing, uh, uh pitch
1: or catch or no, someone stole home plate. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. There yeah. was, a, mm-hmm. do you remember who this was? Yeah, It was
1: a uh, Randy Rosarena against the Rays or against, against the Red Sox playing for the Rays.
0: Right. Oh, that's right. That's right. and, and again, I, like, I'm a little bit predisposed to want to root for the Red Sox. <laughs> yeah. But then I'm looking at this and I'm like, well, damn, you I can't beat that. I mean, it's, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, it, like, it happened <laughs> against my
1: team, so I was annoyed. But it's like, it's hard not to just tip your cap to that, you know?
0: Right, right. And, I, and like... I appreciate that you can say that as a Red Sox yeah, fan because yeah. I think there are some people who be like no I'm not giving the guy the credit. No. No, <laughs> exactly. I don't know. not care. Right yeah. right. yeah, right. Right. What an asshole for doing that. Right. Right. Or like the other day I, I, I found I stumbled across the the in Formula 1 the world's fastest pit stop was like under 2 seconds. Yeah. And I was like I don't even follow Formula 1 but this is really cool. I know, I know. It's so like impressive. The, yeah, there's just there's just stuff there's you know it's it's really amazing that humans come up with these arbitrary games of where to put balls, you know, get them in a hoop, get them in the, in between these two poles, hit it with a with a round piece of wood, you know, like we come up with these games that are really kind of silly. Who came up with this? Mm-hmm. And then we we they just push their bodies to the absolute limits of what they could possibly humanly do, right? And it's amazing. It sometimes it's pretty amazing. Yeah. Sometimes it's pretty amazing. Yeah.
1: I I wonder if. Uh... Watching Survivor has changed your opinion on sports at all because it, it is sort of the the competition aspect of it, at least, is everything you just described of pushing your body to the absolute limit that it can take to achieve great heights.
0: Yeah, that, I mean, there hey, there might be something in that. That is true. There might be something there. Yeah, that um, you know, because because that that's also an interesting aspect of sports is like look at the lengths that people will go to, look at how mm-hmm. much they'll train. Look at what they'll do yeah. in order to just win this game. Like you know, l- like the guy playing with the bleeding ankle. Right. You know, it's like he's still playing. He pitched seven in- innings. Yeah. yeah. You know, after just having had surgery on his ankle and it's bleeding through his shoe and he can't even feel his foot anymore. Or whatever you know, whatever he said. Yeah. You know. And it's kind of similar to Survivor where it's like, No, these people are stranded on an island, they have barely have any food, and yet they're still gonna get give it their all. They're gonna put everything they have into moving this rock. <laughs> so that so that their <laughs> right. team wins immunity to go to the next round. like it's like it's so funny no it's really yeah it's th- that is that is a very interesting aspect of it too is mm-hmm. is people coming up with these games that maybe are very silly when they're first invented but now we take them very seriously right I mean, you know, I remember my dad telling me he once hooked, got hooked up to that. um, There's that machine where you swing your golf club and it analyzes your swing Mm, in like slow motion. The machine costs like twenty thousand dollars or something. And he's like, "Oh yeah, but all the pros have this at their house, and they just sit in front and swing in front of this thing, in front of this machine for eight hours a day, and this is how they practice. This is how they get that." And it's like, and you know, and 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 that's where also my interest in technology merges in this, which is like. We're using computers to analyze the swing of the player and how yeah. that. What what, what what can we do better here? And like that, that's all interesting too. Mm-hmm. So no, no, there's there's a lot. It, sports is is a big, um, it's a big topic. Mm-hmm. It's almost, it's almost like the word drug, where it's like that that covers a lot of different things. <laughs> like that's yeah. anything from like an Advil to heroin. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And sports can be anything from from like golf where you're, you know, where you're just putting, you know, mm-hmm. all the way to like American football where you have guys beating each other and like it concussions, you know, or rugby, you know, I mean, just right. people just going crazy. Yeah. So it's sports is a big topic. It's there's a lot. There's a lot to be to be said about. It, but there's but also means there's different aspects of it. Yeah. And I think I think some of those
1: are really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. What do you have? an opinion or a question uh, or any thoughts really on fantasy sports in particular because this is this is something that i've seen like confuses other sports fans or, oh. or, or like people that aren't interested in sports I mean. oh
0: yeah i don't understand that at all really i'll be honest i, r- I really don't get i like here's what i get about fantasy sports uh-huh. or at least fantasy football because yeah. that, that, that seems to be the only one people do mm-hmm. but it seems like everybody there, it seems like Everybody gets to make up. The, here's what I think it is. Uh-huh. Everybody gets to make up their own team. Mm-hmm. And then you have a list of every player in the NFL. And then you and your friends draft who you want on your team. Right. And then as the real players play through on their team. if So, like, if, if you picked, you know, Tom Brady to be on your fictional fantasy football sports team. Mm-hmm and Tom Brady scored a touchdown in one of his games, that means your team scored a touchdown because Tom Brady scored a touchdown for your team. Right. How, do I have this right? I'm getting this right? Yeah, the the broad strokes at least, you know.
1: You've got the ideas right.
0: Right. Okay, so wh- wh- why do people do fantasy football? Why do people do fantasy football? Is it, is it just a game on top of a game? Is it is is it just another way of feeling like you're involved? Is just getting involved yeah
1: it's it's a way to be interested in the sport when it's not your team like you're like the Patriots like I I root for the Patriots but fantasy sports is a way for me to care about the other games going on like okay I I only have one player on the Patriots so it leaves me interested in these other players I have on these 10 other teams like it it's a reason to watch the sport when your team isn't on if that's something that you're interested in but it's I don't know it's sort of there's a gambling aspect of it a little bit where you can bet money on it and bet on yourself to do well honestly 80 percent of fantasy sports is luck but (laughs) i i think there is there's just something really fun about it to me when you just feel really confident that okay this this player is going to do amazing this season he's going to be the best player everyone else thinks he's going to be the fifth best player but i'm going to get him before everyone else in that way and like i'll at the end of the season when it works out for me I'll celebrate and run and rub it in everybody's face that I was right about. So <laughs> there, there, there's just something fun about uh learning about strategy before season and figuring out what decisions you want to make and then seeing if it works out for yourself. So it's it's just a fun way to stay involved and pretend like you know more about sports than other people. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I I could I could see that
0: cuz if you if you're if your fantasy team has people from all over the, you know, all the different teams, mm-hmm. it, it means you sort of have to pay attention to every team. Right. Or at least most, at least the ones that, where you have people on it, right? Yeah. And even if you don't have any players from that. Your someone, opponent does. Exactly. Someone else in your fantasy league has a, a player from that team. And so you want to pay attention pay attention, attention, to what's going on with your opponents as well. Mm-hmm. So that that is uh, an interesting thing. An interesting aspect to it, I, I guess. I oh, you mentioned something. I, I did want to ask you a second ago. We mentioned Tom Brady leaving the Patriots. Yeah. Do you still root for Tom Brady? Like, what's your relationship <laughs> to Tom Brady now? You know what I mean? Like, this is this, this is what I want to know because I look at it as, well, I'm still happy if the Patriots win because my friends like the Patriots. Yeah. But also, Tom Brady's a really good player. I'm curious to see how he does on a different team. Right. Like, to me, it's 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 almost like. It's so much as I just have a passing interest in how, how is everybody going to do. But you have a little bit of emotional I- invested in this. And I'm curious what is now your relationship
1: with that? Yeah, I mean it was I, – I was hoping that he would just retire instead of going to another team. I thought it would have been cool to have him end his career as as a Patriot. But it was, wasn't meant to be. And I, I have – no hate towards me at all. I I root for him every game unless he's playing the Patriots. And I I, <laughs> I did really want to beat him when he played us because it would have been so much fun to beat him. But um yeah, and that's what happened. No, he he won. He he oh, won okay. the game, but Belichick played really well against him. Oh, I see what like, you're saying. Better gotcha. than people thought. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, I was rooting for him hard in the Super Bowl just because he's one of those like once in a lifetime sort of players. That it's like he's such an icon. He did. More for one team than anyone has ever done in NFL history. And you get to know him so well as a person just through, through interviews and his character on the, on and off the field that it's like when the connection is that strong to someone, I can't just, just look the other way and be like, Oh, he's just, he's just any other player that left our team. Like, no, this is, this is different. This is a little bit more special.
0: Right. Right. Well, yeah, it, it's interesting. I'm now thinking about individual versus team sports again, and it's like, well, if if you're if you're only following an individual, well, what happens when that guy retires? You know. Yeah. Whereas if you have a team that you you're just with this team for life, the team's not gonna go. Well, they might. It's unlike. Let's put it this way: it's unlikely the whole team will go away. Yeah. I mean, there are yeah. things where teams move to a different city and get a new name or whatever. Right. Or sometimes they just move to a new city and they don't get a new name. Mm-hmm. You know, but for the most part, like it, it leaves. It's the team can be a constant for your entire life. Yeah. Exactly. Whereas a single player cannot. Hmm. And that that is an interest. I never really thought about that till just now. Just us talking about it.
1: Yeah. No. And I think that's. It's sort of the highs and lows of being a a fan of a a team forever, where it's there's gonna be there's gonna be years, maybe decades, where your team is just terrible and right. you do nothing, and then finally, finally, when something good happens and you win the Super Bowl, whatever it is, like it's gonna feel that much better because it took so long to get there, right? But I've been I've been pretty lucky myself when it comes to that.
0: Well, I've been lucky too because I never cared about any of this, so. <laughs> right?
1: Right, you're always winning,
0: right? Yeah, I'm really. I I'm I'm really always I always come out on top. Of. Yeah. Just root for whoever's winning the game. Well that was always my argument, which was people ask me, Who's your favorite team? I go, Well, who's winning? That's my favorite team. I I'm right. rooting for the best. Why would I not be a fan of the best of the team? Isn't that isn't that logical? <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's a fun way to talk to a sports fan. <laughs> oh oh the they'll they get so angry. Oh I bet. <laughs> oh man.
0: Um do we have more to say? I
1: don't think I have much more to say. I feel like
0: I got a lot out. Yeah. I have more issues with sports than you do. Yeah. So I had to talk more. Yeah, for sure. Maybe not more, but...
1: Yeah, more more thoughts, I guess. Yeah. More differing opinions. Right. Yeah. No, that was cool, though. That was fun.
0: But you see where I'm coming from. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: No, I, I, I guess I had talked to... We had talked about sports... Enough. Before, no, right. I think before, I guess, your opinion has changed a little bit. When you were more like I don't understand this at all.
0: I've... Wait, really? So I so I have changed. So even even in the time that yeah. you've known me, oh, yeah, I've sure. gotten less annoying.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember yeah, we had a conversation about it where you were like laughing at me that I cared about a team at all. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't upset about it obviously, but I was like, wow, he really doesn't get it. <laughs> No, I
0: I get I get um I get it's fun to have something to rally around. I do get that. Um I just felt like I could never pick one for myself. Right. That's all.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Just root for the individuals. Well, I'm glad we've come to an understanding. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we got to
0: watch we'll turn the world series on now. Oh, is that Oh, that's on right now. Yep. All right, let's put it on.